there's a lot of times where we have the capacity and willingness to do things for our kids. But when it comes to our spouses, we're like, why do I have to do that for them? And it's this dynamic that puts a halt on the progress that we can make in our marriage. Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. As a marriage coach who's been through and still going through the trenches of motherhood myself, I get it. Life gets busy and sometimes your relationship takes a backseat. But guess what? You can feel like a couple while raising kids and I'm here to help. Join me each week here as we dive into the messy but fulfilling world of marriage and motherhood. From navigating conflict to reigniting that spark, we're going to chat about it all. So if you're juggling mom life with wife life, this podcast is for you. And hey, if you love what you hear, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Here's this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I hope you are having a great week so far. And (laughs) full transparency, I'm very sleep deprived. My daughter thinks that screaming is a way to get us to do what she wants us to do. And we're trying to teach her that that's not an effective way to go about things. (laughs) So anyway, I've been talking a lot about safe spaces, being a safe space, things that you should stop doing to be able to feel more heard. So now it's all about, okay, how are we thinking of things? How are we seeing things? Because the way we think, our beliefs, our mindset, our perception, it filters how we see situations, how we choose to respond, react, and what actions and decisions we choose going forward. And if you are wanting a marriage that feels deep, right? It's not just something on paper. It's not just we're roommates. It's not just we're parents, right? But we're a couple and we have a meaningful, deep connection then you're going to want to definitely pay attention to this, okay? Now, there's a lot of parallels in the world of marriage and motherhood slash parenthood. And there's a lot of times where we have the capacity and willingness to do things for our kids. But when it comes to our spouses, we're like, oh, hell no, right? Why do I have to do that for them? Why are they just another kid for me? I feel like I don't have to. I'm not their mom. Okay. And it's this dynamic that really puts a halt on the progress that we can make in our marriage. Okay. So like, for example, as moms, we expect our kids to throw tantrums, to speak rudely to us sometimes, give attitude and overall need guidance, right? We're like, okay, yes, we signed up for this. And we're so mindful about how we communicate, how we respond most of the time, right? We're still human. And this is what has created the amazing connection and relationship that you have with your kids, right? You've become their safe space. They know that they can come to you with their raw emotions, that they can let you know how they feel about things, share their opinions, and share what they need from you. And they're going to be met with that unconditional motherly love most of the time, right? If we're taking care of ourselves, we have a greater capacity to 
be there for them, to be present, to be compassionate, loving, supportive, kind, right? And it feels good to have that safe space. And if you're like me, like I try my hardest, I'm not 100%, right? But I try my hardest to provide that safe space for my kids as best as I can, even though I didn't have that growing up. And I hear this so much, like, well, I didn't have an example. I'm doing my best. And you're following all the parenting experts. You're trying to do the work on yourself. And because our parents didn't grow up knowing how to do that because they didn't have that safe space, then they weren't able to provide it for us, of course, right? So the only emotions that were welcomed in our childhood were the preferred ones, right? The happiness, the the things that are comfortable to be around. But the non-preferred ones like anger, frustration, crankiness, like those were not welcome, right? They were basically banned, right? It's the whole like you are to be seen but not heard kind of thing. Like unless you have something great to say, something that lightens the mood, something that they can be proud of, something that is happy, right? And those were things that I had to deal with to be able to handle my kids, Those were things that I had to work through to be able to be a safe space for my kids. So it's like, obviously it didn't come natural. I get triggered a lot because I didn't know that I could express myself in this way as a kid because they didn't want me to do that. And so when my kids freely express themselves, sometimes it can be really triggering for me. And I have to think, okay, well, yeah, this is uncomfortable for me. But what is the type of relationship that I want with them? And so I have to do that inner work to be able to hold that space for them, to be that safe space and have the capacity to handle that and to guide it and not stifle it, not silence it, but be that safe space, redirect them if I need to, guide them on how to be a more effective communicator, all things that I didn't get guidance for growing up, right? And when I think about the difference between the kinds of conversations that my kids and I have compared to what I had with my parents, it is so, so different. And so I know that what I'm doing, the hard work I'm putting in growing as a communicator and through my own personal growth, that I am making a difference, that I am breaking cycles. Okay. So it feels good, not always, but it feels good knowing what I am creating by doing all this stuff. The conversations are deeper. The conversations are more enjoyable. They're open. I actually feel like I'm getting to know my kids for who they are, not who I want them to be. And I really know them. But I can't say that my parents actually really know me and who I am. And a lot of clients have shared with me that they have an easier time being a safe space for their kids, but they have a really difficult time being that for their spouse. Let me know if you resonate with that. If you're like, yeah, that's totally me. I have an easier time being that safe space for my kids than I do with my husband. You're not alone. And it is completely understandable because you're like, okay, kids, 
I see you, you're young. How could you possibly know how to do anything otherwise? So I need to teach you. I need to guide you. You are still learning. But then when you look at your spouse, you're like, why are you giving me attitude? Why are you shutting down? Why are you being so critical or defensive or questioning why they're annoyed or angry? And then you put your walls up or you match their energy. You're like, well, I'm going to get angry if you're going to give that to me. I'm going to get frustrated if you're going to get frustrated to me. And you mirror them, right? Because when you see them, you're like, well, you're a grown ass person. Why are you like this? You should know better, right? I'm not your mom. Why do I have to teach you? Like I said, completely understandable. And seeing your husband in this way, as someone that should know better, that should have outgrown all of that behavior by now and talk to you like a mature adult. Seeing them that way, having these beliefs is exactly what is keeping your marriage stuck and blocking it from evolving. Okay. Your marriage is meant to evolve. The different stages, the different situations, the way you communicate, the way you connect, it's meant to grow over time. And so when you have this belief that he should know better, what it does is it sets the direction for all your future interactions with him. And instead of being curious and compassionate, you're going to get pissed at him. Instead of leaning in and trying to figure out how to connect, how to get back to being a couple again, you're going to close yourself off and be bitter and resentful. And so instead of building a bridge, you're going to do what's easier for you, which is to focus on your relationship with your kids. Because at least there you see progress, right? Because you're devoting time, energy, and you're investing in that relationship with your kids. You're like, okay, I directly see how I'm making an impact and I'm seeing progress. But we're forgetting that marriage also needs your time and your energy, your investment. Okay. And without that, of course, you're not going to see progress, right? Time passing is not going to evolve your marriage. There also needs to be change, change in your perception, change in your approach, change in your willingness. Growth requires change. And so if you stay with this thought that they should know better, that they should figure it out on their own, that's not the vibe for a successful marriage. I'm not saying take responsibility for how they feel. What I'm saying is take responsibility over the lack of support that you're offering. Okay. So here's a perspective shift that I want you to try on instead. So next time you have that thought that your husband's reacting to the situation or conversation immaturely. So instead of seeing him as a grown man acting like a child, what if you see him? As someone who is struggling, see him as someone who's struggling. Just because he is grown does not mean he doesn't experience the same overwhelm, activation, struggle as your kids do. 
okay? Unless he had someone be a safe space for him, offer him guidance on how to healthily express his emotions, how to healthily navigate what he's going through, how to support himself. He's going to keep doing what he has always done. That's how people are. Just like how you likely have toxic behaviors like blaming, criticizing, defensiveness, all of those things stem from you doing that at an early age because that's how you felt you needed to respond to a situation where you weren't met with a safe space. And so you've taken that and carried it into all your relationships. So what if he is a grown man, but his responses are still at that level of not being developed yet because he hasn't had a space to do that? Because maybe when he gets that way, you're matching him, right? When he gets defensive, you get defensive back. When he starts to criticize, you get defensive. When he blames, you blame back. That is not an environment that you both can thrive in and grow from, okay? So what if you're able to be compassionate, hold space for his reactions, just like you do with your kids? We don't all grow up with the same background, right? The way you communicated is likely different from how he learned to communicate. How you respond to issues is likely very different from how he responds to issues. So what if we met our spouses where they are? and support them through it, while also still being able to be there for yourself. So see what that changes for you. See if you start feeling more compassion and willingness to be curious about what he's going through. What is he experiencing to have him react that way? Because we all have those reactions. And it's because we're overwhelmed, because we feel triggered, right? It could mean that he's got needs that aren't being met at that time. And so his coping mechanisms are coming out. And coping mechanisms aren't always the healthiest reactions, right? Unless you have taken the time to learn what could be a better alternative and you practice it until it becomes second nature, right? So it could mean he's not feeling heard, he's feeling attacked, he's feeling not good enough, he's feeling like a failure, he's feeling confused about what to do next. There's so much going on behind the scenes that we don't talk about because we focus on the external behaviors that feel offensive to us. There's a way for you to meet your partner where they're at, be that safe space, while also maintaining your boundaries on what is acceptable and what is not. But when we choose to focus on, this is not how you talk to me, then the root of the issue, the whole reason why the argument came up in the first place is being ignored. So you're paying attention to the shiny objects that aren't so shiny, they're kind of painful. But meanwhile, the problem is not resolved. It just stays and it festers and it grows and it gets worse and you sweep it under the rug because you guys need space from each other because you're just mirroring each other, right? The negative interactions are just growing, okay? So there are reasons why we all react the way we do. Instead of focusing on how his reactions are affecting you, 
can you be a safe space for him while acknowledging the impact that his actions are having on you and get to the root of the problem? Why isn't he able to be present with you and meet your needs? And remembering that it's not a goal of his to be the worst spouse in the world, to not be there for you. Okay, so try that on. Let me know how it goes and start making that shift. When you become a safe space, he can then start to feel comfortable opening up, deepening that connection, also returning that back to you to be your safe space. So no more once he, when he, if he, only when he does this, will I do this, okay? If you want your marriage to work, it cannot be in that conditional sense because you're going to be waiting forever. What if you're both waiting? What if he's saying, well, once she does these things, then I will. While you're also saying that, that's why your marriage feels stuck. That's why it's stalled. That's why you're not seeing progress. Okay. So can you keep that commitment to your marriage knowing that I want this to work, I want this to grow and change, and I'm willing to put in the work, even if I'm not getting what I need in this moment. Can you go first? Can you set the stage for him to meet you there instead of approaching it with control and criticism? Okay, I promise you that is going to be way more effective than if you just criticize him. Let him know all the ways that he's not there for you in the way that you need. Okay. So how can you set your marriage up to thrive instead of just survive? Okay. That's all I have for you today. Let me know if you actually try this and how it works out or if you have any questions. I am looking to take on new clients to support, whether it's just you alone or you two as a couple. Let's talk more about how we can create a safe space in your marriage so that you can have those deep, meaningful conversations. So that communication doesn't have to just be a source of let's just get logistics handled, but a source of connection. Okay, a source of partnership. Reach out if you need help. Bye. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. I would so appreciate that. And if you love what I share here, then you're going to love and want to join my free private Facebook community that's also called Marriage and Motherhood. I hope to see and connect with you in there. Otherwise, I'll catch you back here next week for the next episode. Bye.